Okay. Are we going? Yeah, we're good. Okay. I'm just not going to move this entire time. Hopefully nothing happens. So. Okay. Okay. You're, um, you're good to start. Whatever. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. First off, we want to thank everyone for joining us on our last Twitch stream. We had a lot of fun and loved the engagement. We had a lot of people actually join in. We had some new people join in, um, some friends of Crystal. We had a lot of people just commenting. And it's, I don't know, I know me and Crystal always look forward to Twitch streams once a month. And if you have been following our social media, then you know we have been a part of something pretty special lately. It was really awesome. Make sure you are following us so you get to experience it with us and you can kind of go on this journey with us. I have to say I am pretty stinking proud of us lately. This was something cool and it really does put in perspective just, you know, how hard me and Crystal have been working. This project is super close to our hearts. It was never our goal to be the best podcast out there. That was like from the get-go. Me and Crystal both said that. We just wanted to have an outlet for both of us to talk about crazy stuff that other people kind of get tired of hearing or sometimes they just think it's really weird. And if you are listening to us for the first time as a result of these exciting updates that are happening currently, please be sure to follow us on Instagram. It is Bayou underscore Chronicles. We are on YouTube, Bayou Chronicles podcast, all one word. And wherever else you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Attic, which is something that a platform we've been getting more and more listeners on. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. <laughs> uh, apparently, we have 10, 10% of our listeners come from Podcast Attic. So thank you guys that listened on that platform. Um, we would also love it if you gave us a review. Um, Spotify, it's like the past three or four months, they now have where you can leave it's just a rating. You can't do like on Apple Podcasts where you can write a review. Um, but just thank you to people that have already left us a review and those that are listening to us now and go and leave us one. So thank you for that. It helps us way more than you know. It kind of puts us up into the top of like suggested podcasts for our category. Yeah. So thank you guys for that. And um, yeah, I'm going to stop babbling and I'm going to hand it on over to Crystal. No, it's okay. This is going to be a quick and easy um, podcast. I'm just letting everybody know off the top of it. I really went into this thinking that there was going to be a lot more information. And then I was like, wait, there's nothing. But, you know, we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. Um, to be completely honest, I found out or I found this topic on TikTok. <laughs> um, and I don't know who sent it to me or if I found it myself and sent it to someone else. I have no idea. I feel like um, a lot of our recent episodes have been like, thanks to TikTok. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's because people keep sending me stuff and then I'm like, Ooh, let me add that to the list. Add it to the list. So, um, if you sent this to me on TikTok, thank you because it legitimately scared me and made me want to do this. So, oh <laughs> um, it is, it's very scary. Anyway, either way, most people who listen to the podcast know that we are trying to tell a folklore from all 50 states. And, you know, if this is your first episode listening to us and you found out or you came to us because we are a true crown podcast, I'm sorry. 
Like, yeah. this is not your episode. <laughs> we do not do true crime every single week. Um, so this is like our folklore, supernatural, just like creepy week. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular one is not from the U.S. Oh. Um, but I had to do it anyway because it was really creepy. And I really wanted to talk about it. So before we really get into the nitty gritty, I want to I want to set the stage like it's a scary story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Campfire. Campfire, campfire, very scary. Now, I want you to imagine that you just worked all day at work. Like you were just doing some menial labor or you were at working in a retail store, whatever. You're just working and you're very tired. And you're just having to walk home that night. And it's really late at night. There's not a lot of street lights on. Um, you're in a heavily wooded area. It's very quiet. Um, you hear the insects and you hear... Um, things rustling in the background, but it's your normal stuff. You know, you hear a car go by way off in the distance. And when you're just walking along and suddenly you see, you know, a hundred meters in front of you, what looks like you can barely make out, but it looks like it might be the shape of like a human body, like it would make. And you're really freaking out at this point and you can barely make it out, but it looks like it's wrapped up in something. And you can tell that it's got arms, it's got legs, but it's just kind of a blur. You can see that it has a head, and you can see the head, but you still can't really make it out. It's all covered up in a way that doesn't exactly look human, but it does at the same time. As you stand there completely frozen in fear, you can't help, because of the natural reaction, but to blink. When you open your eyes, you see that the shape is standing a little bit closer to you. You blink again, and it's even closer. Now you can kind of make out the face, and you can see that the shape is floating in midair. You can see that it's that the shape is bound with rope at its ankles, around its neck, and then it has the shroud covering its entire body and it's tied up above its head. You blink again and suddenly you're face to face. You see that where its face once was, that it was a human and now their face is starting to rot away. And their eyes are staring at you, but they're dead and lifeless and they're starting to rot. What does it want from you? What is it doing? Does it want to send you does it want to send you to the past? And that's a Doctor Who reference because yes, it is. it's a Doctor Who reference. So I hope someone else out there gets it. But that I, whole little I, creepy story. I do now because of Crystal making me watch Doctor Who. <laughs> that's my favorite episode. Um, but I am going to tell and I'm going to butcher the name of this lore. But I'm going to tell everyone about the Pachong. And it's also known as a shroud ghost or a, again, I'm going to butcher this too, a cane kafan. That's how I would pronounce it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. The Pachong are said to be the souls of people that are trapped here on earth. So according to this lore, the human soul stays in the body for about 40 days after their death. Hmm. And that's interesting. 
don't know. It's pretty. I thought it was pretty interesting too. And when someone dies, they are bound up in the shroud. Now, this is a pretty common practice that is found literally everywhere in the world is using shrouds to, you know, bury your dead or like prepare your dead for burial. Is this and, just like fabric? Is that what they yes, mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, um, just like a big big piece of fabric like are you familiar with the shroud of turin that they say used to be the shroud that jesus was wrapped in oh yeah okay Okay. it's a big piece of fabric that you wrap your dead people in um now a lot of the native populations on the land that we're on now used to do the same thing um and most people typically associate like the wrapping of a body after death with the Egyptians, like, like mummification. I mean, that's Um, where my mind goes. Yeah. That's where everyone's, I mean, that's pretty much the most broadest definition of it because the Egyptians used this method in a way that was meant to preserve the body for years and years. The first nations people did it as a way to give the body back to the great spirit and these people do it in a way to just prepare and cleanse the body for death. So everybody does it a different way. Um, honestly, we could do a whole episode on the different ways that humans bury and preserve their dead. And actually, I think we should add that to the list because I would love to do that. Um, I think yeah. it would be the coolest episode yeah. because yeah. it's cool. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how different cultures are. Yeah. With, like, death and stuff. Exactly. Like, I mean, I feel like the way that we bury our dead is just, to me, it feels very boring when I look at some of the other ways that people, I don't want to say dispose of their dead, but, like, honor their dead and send them on to the next. America, in general, like, it's very, like, flashy, and that's it. Like, there's not, like, any, like cultural aspect of it it's just like we pick out the most expensive coffin or the most expensive you know cremation urn <laughs> uh-huh. and then we're like all right well they're about they're they're by goodbye i 100 percent that feel like the united states especially has like made death part of capitalism like we capitalized on it like oh yeah people that run funeral homes they literally never run out of business no it's about money yeah and we've made it to the point now where like it's it's really difficult if not illegal to do certain things with the body your body of your loved one after death yeah because like my papa really wants to just be like buried out on the farm yeah and like you literally have to have you have to go like through the county and like tell the city and i'm like why would i have to do that when my own grandfather passes and wants to be buried on his farm isn't that ridiculous like i I feel the same way like there's just like i think it would be really cool yeah i mean it probably no one would probably let me do it but i think it'd be really cool to um because i would like to be cremated but i don't necessarily need someone to like keep my ashes but i think it would be really cool if i was like put on a fire like a fire pyre whatever i don't know what you would call it and just like put my body on top of a bunch of sticks (laughs) and set me on fire yeah just set my body on fire like i think that's cool like yeah I don't need no casket, and I definitely don't want to be in the ground rotting. So, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't want to be embalmed because then I don't want to be, 
dead for five years and still look like I did the day I went in. Like, that's weird. I just that's always I always liked how Native American culture kind of talked about it, especially, like, if you're a couple because – Normally, like, spouses were buried together because they believe that, like, even in the afterlife, your souls are still connected to one another. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, we've kind of Americanized death in a way. And it's weird. We've kind of taken, I feel like we've taken the, not the personality, that's the wrong word, like, the like the spiritual and emotional and personal connection out of death. Like we've stigmatized death as something like bad. Whereas like for a lot of cultures and even cultures thousands of years ago, death was just something that naturally happened. And like you almost in a way celebrated it. Yeah, and I, I feel understand. like it really is capitalism because there's so many people that like literally can't even afford to bury their loved ones or get a headstone or stuff like oh, that. Oh, I know. And it's sad. I've actually follow a guy randomly enough on TikTok who makes um, grave markers for people who can't afford them. And people were like, so there are people oh, in the yeah, comments like, like hassling him because they weren't like really good quality. He's doing it. He's literally, it's out of his own pocket. Yeah. And people were like, he's literally doing this for free. Like, and so people were like starting to like donate to him so that he could, you know, create more and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, no one should have to pay $10,000 for a piece of granite to. It really is. It really is capitalism. I mean, back in the pioneer days, they literally just used to take two sticks form it into a cross and that was your grave yes however that is that is really kind of sad because we have lost the graves of a lot of really important people that way yeah case in point the um chalmette yeah like well the mass graves but like the chalmette battlefield or the where the battle of new orleans was fought when i when i did my um internship with the national park service that was a big thing that we were trying to push for was there was a cemetery there for um hold on was it enslaved black men or was it free black men it was one of the two i can't remember but it was the only way that they had marked it was with the wooden, like a, just two pieces of wood with a name written on it. And no one tended to it. No one cared for it. Um, none of that. And over year, over the years, it just kind of disappeared. So they know there's bodies there, but they can't find. They don't know who's who. They don't know who the people are. And I think that's sad that they're not remembered. They're just forgotten human beings. And I don't like that. Unfortunately, that happens a lot, though. I, I don't want to be forgotten. That's like, I think that's everyone's biggest fear about death is that they're going to be forgotten. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Enough about death. This whole episode's about death. Sorry. Um, these stories, though, are primarily told in Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, and they've been around... Not necessarily this one because I couldn't find when like this particular story started becoming popular. But these types of stories about ghosts have been around for several centuries. Um, Early stories from Hinduism and Buddhism kind of mixed with Islam. 
And they all kind of created like these new stories about ghosts that haunt the living. And these can be like anything from like banshees and vampiric type of ghosts, ghosts that haunt haunt you after you have a baby, like literally you name it. Uh, this is just like one of the different kinds. And they all the stories though, they kind of fall under the umbrella of like Malaysian lore or that's just kind of like they're over the umbrella what they're all under. Um, and it's changed a lot though over the years um, due to the um, Malaysian and the Indonesian diaspora of just people moving to like different parts of southern asia different parts of the world and as they move and as anyone moves in any culture you'll know that your stories change over time and depending on where you're from the story may sound a little bit different and that's kind of what this is um but for the most part if you had to like classify it um these shroud ghosts would be considered a gin. So it's just there would be like their subcategory. Uh, like a lot of other religions, uh, Muslims have a way of preparing their dead for burial and that involves using a shroud. Now, most of the population of Malaysia and Indonesia is Muslim. And so it makes sense that they would follow Muslim burial practices. Um, I will spare you all of the details, I guess, until I do my burial episode um, because it's not a lengthy process. It doesn't take incredibly long, but part of the burial process when um, you're burying someone who is Muslim is that several people that typically it's people that are, are supposed to be people that are close to the person who passed away um and it's always people of the same sex unless it's a spouse so like if i was muslim and i died um you and stephanie would be not expected but like encouraged to prepare my body for burial and then tyler could help me too but no other men could uh, I mean that makes that makes sense for yes. their for their culture. So yes, so that that's just kind of how it is. Um, so during and or after this process, um, and after they cleanse the body, and they would wrap it in like a clean shroud or like a sheet, basically. Um, you would wrap the whole body up, and then ties are placed around the feet around the body and above the head. And what I mean by above the head is obviously if you're a woman and you're Muslim, um, they're going to um, put the sheet on your head or put something on your head so you're not like a head covering. So you're not showing your hair. So the best way that I can describe it is just like imagine like they tied it and then like there's like a like the little pineapple leaves coming out of their head. That sounds horrible and very disrespectful, but I don't know how else to describe it. And basically, like, they kind of make a ponytail, I guess? Yes, I guess. It, it, that that was just a couple of pictures that I saw. I saw it done in a lot of different ways. Um, this was just one particular way. It It's different for everybody, but... Like, I'm trying to think, like... I mean, okay. I know, okay. I know how you're describing it. I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to describe it for everybody so they know. Okay, imagine you rolled a joint. And you know how, like, at the ends of either side of the joint, they kind of, like, it's a little bit wider and kind of spreads out before you twist it and before you twist it tight? Does that make sense? Okay. Me, yeah. Probably not to everybody. (laughs) Um, Well, before you twist it tight and it's kind of, like, spread out, um, that's what the top and bottom look like of this person when they're in the shroud i'm very sorry if this is disrespectful to anybody i am not meaning that at all i'm just trying to like make sure everyone knows what we're looking at google a picture if you need to i'm sorry um but this is what you would see if you saw one of these shroud ghosts or one of these pachongs this is what you would see okay so obviously a little freaky um because much of the lore from this area of the world is combined with other religions and cultures, it doesn't really follow like one set of beliefs. Um, it just kind of is like a hodgepodge at times. Now, according to this lore, though, the human soul that is trapped inside the shroud is trying to get released and can't get out. <laughs> Um, it's searching basically for someone to get them out and it's not going to stop following them until you let them out. You know, this is giving me like Dybbuk box vibes. Yes, I could see that. Just different. different Now, I did see this really kind of creepy video and it was like six minutes long. Highly recommend you watch it. But it's like this lady telling a story about, um... This girl walking, she is in the woods and she sees one. She tries to run away from it and she gets home and she tells her mom. The story is really weird because I couldn't find a duplication of like this lore anywhere. Maybe I just didn't look hard enough. But um, she basically claimed that, well, when the little girl goes in and she tells her mom what she saw, her mom gets really excited about it, like really happy. Why? She's like, oh my God, did you hug it? What? And the daughter's like, hug it? Why would I hug it? And she tells her about how if one of them appear to you, they're going to follow you until you help release them from the shroud and that you're supposed to hug them. And if you hug them, they will grant you good fortune and like lots of money. So she forces the girl to hug it and then they lay it on the ground and release it so that the soul can be released. And the mom gets so excited and she goes out drinking because she thinks she's going to get all of this money. And then she gets hit by a car and dies. And then the little girl gets adopted by a wealthy family. And that was the story. I feel like that was just, like, a weird coincidence. But also, like, why would they go through this practice if you're just, like, supposed to unwrap it one day? Okay. So, you're not supposed to unwrap it. It's just people who actually, who happen to, their souls happen to get stuck. So, apparently, some souls get stuck, some don't. And souls that get stuck need help help to be released. Okay. Um, So, you know, a little weird. Okay, so in my little creepy story I told you, I mentioned that it was floating. Um, In the video that I saw on TikTok and in a lot of the stories that, like, you can, like, see, 
uh, it shows these little shroud ghosts hopping around, like with their feet tied, like because their feet are tied together, they can't walk, so they're hopping places. But like according to the lore, though, this is how you're supposed to be able to tell if somebody is telling the truth about one being real or not, because apparently the real ones float. While the fake ones are the ones that jump around because they're actually human. I mean, that's kind of sad, though, that there's people out here pretending to be a part of this culture. I feel like that's kind of making fun of it in a way. Well, it gets better. Just wait. Um, so it even goes a Laura kind of goes a little further and tells us that we need to take care to remember that not all the spirits in these Shroud Ghosts are friendly. Oh, yeah. Um, that while some of them, you know, just want to be free, some of them want you to deliver a message to someone or they have some type of final wish they want to get out. Um, but there's a lot of them that are going to have malicious intent and are dangerous. I don't know that if that means they kill you. I don't know how they would kill you. Maybe if you let them out, then they kill you. I don't really know. I couldn't find that much. It was really kind of scary, if we're going to be honest. But it's I was a little freaked out. It is. I mean. I was a little freaked out. It's, I was like, little... it's like if Dybbuk boxes and zombies kind of like. Combined. Combined. Yeah. It's kind of scary to think about. A hundred percent. It freaked me out. Okay. So, when describing them, though, they are said to be like traditional ghost-like in the sense that they can go through walls or like solid objects um they can jump from one place to another hence the doctor who reference i made about the weeping angels that i hope someone got um like and i'm thinking about blink because blink was seriously the scariest episode of doctor who of all time and he is barely in the episode. Anyway. I haven't made it that far. You, it is like season. Uh, I'm okay. Still, I'm still on season two. It's, it may be season three. It's the doctor and Martha. So it's season four. Episode. Eight. I may be wrong on that, but I definitely think it's season four. Scariest episode. Oh God. S it literally scares me. And me and my mom used to watch that all the time. Anytime we watched it, we watched that particular episode. Because it is I think my, so good. I think my favorite so far is still the one with the face. The face of Bo or Cassandra in like Cassandra, episode two? Cassandra episode two. Moisturize me. That's my favorite <laughs> oh my line of all time. That's, yeah. So far, that's still my favorite episode. That one's just funny. That's just funny. My, okay, outside of that one being funny, you're going to get to it. I don't remember when it is. I don't know, remember if it's in. You may have already seen it. It's the one where the aliens are, like, inside of, like, human bodies, and they can, like, unzip themselves out of it. Have yes. you seen that one yet? Yeah, and they're, like, seen all the time. Yeah, I've seen that Dude, one. Dude, that one gets me every time. I will laugh funny. harder. I will say, as Doctor Who goes on, it gets less funny, more serious. I but, get that vibe already. But them early episodes have me rolling. Yeah, rolling. the Cassandra one's still my favorite. Well, you will see more of Cassandra. 
Oh, good. So maybe not in that form, but you'll see more Cassandra. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, let's see. Where was I? I lost myself with Doctor Who. Anyway, I couldn't really find a first-hand account of, like, an sighting that seemed credible. It all kind of seemed like, oh, kind of creepy. Like, it seemed like most of them were made up with a particular storyline in mind, basically. Um, it's pretty disappointing, though, if you look it up on YouTube or TikTok, um, because there's a pretty wide range of videos, but a majority of them are pranks that people played on people. Um, and then every once in a while, you'll get, like, a good creepy video. Like, there's one on TikTok of, like, these girls just sitting there talking, and you see one, like, standing behind them way off in the distance on, um, like, a balcony, and they're in, like, a room. And then she freaks out, and when the camera goes right back, it's not there anymore, but I'm like, that could be done on purpose like mm -hmm. that um sounds so terrifying there, there are very terrifying ones there's like ones of like people just driving down the road and one just standing on the side of the road no immediately yes. no immediately <laughs> no there's so mm -hmm. many of those and the first one that i ever watched was actually one of those it was on tiktok like i said i don't know who sent it or if i found it but, like, these people are talking and they're driving and all of a sudden this shroud ghost starts hopping out of the side of the road out of the woods. And is just standing there and hopping towards them. And I was like, no. Even if this wasn't real and this was a person playing a prank, absolutely not. Like, you, are, you will be murdered. You will be killed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so... The thing is, though, with this is the lore is, like, pretty stinking deep in the culture at this point. Um, like, in the early days of the Panini in Indonesia, there was actually a town that paid people to dress up like the Shroud Ghost and hop around the town or just, like, sit in random places around the town in an effort to scare people. Like, their whole job was to scare people because they wanted to keep the, like, just people and kids off the streets and wanted them to, like, encourage them to stay in the house. So, they just hired random people to dress up I like this mean, and hop around. I 100%, that would make me, I would become a hermit. I wouldn't want to yes, leave my too. house. Um. It worked. Um, I know I would yeah. have a heart attack. Um, I would have cried if someone randomly came up to, like, hopped mm -mm. towards me on the street. That's terrifying. That's Can you imagine? Legitimately terrifying to think like, about. Just imagine you're walking down a busy, a typically busy street, but because of the panini, it's really dead. And you're coming home from wherever, just needed to get out of the house, so you went for a walk. And you walk around the corner, and one of these things is dressed up and hopping towards you? Absolutely well, not. I mean, it's even scarier because it's, like, literally a part of their culture. And imagine if, like, yes. one of, imagine if one of their family members had recently passed and they had just done, oh. done that ceremony. And then you walk out your front door and you see one. I would standing no. across the street, and you're like, "Is that my aunt? Is that absolutely my not?" I would, yeah. That's a. I mean, it kind of sucks because like that is a part of their culture, and they were. I guess they thought it would be a smart idea, which it was, but also it kind of goes back on the culture of it being a. 
It is just terrifying. Absolutely Mm -hmm. terrifying. I don't like the idea of it. Um, However, on the flip side, if somebody would have paid me to do that, I would have done it in a heartbeat. (laughs) I would have gotten so much joy out of hiding in random places to, like, jump out and scare people. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Oh, it would be so much fun. Um, But, yeah, so... Basically, the farther I looked into it, it is definitely like a folklore kind of meant to scare you kind of thing. If someone out there can find like an actual really good, solid first-hand account of it please tag me in it because I really looked for this and I couldn't find it. Everything to me looks fake. But and looks like just people trying to scare other people. Uh, there's, um, all, there's always those people out there in the world. Oh yeah, but I just want to. But even I would even take somebody saying, "Hey, I saw this, and this is my story. I don't have any proof, but I saw it, and here's my story." I can't even find one of those. Wow. So I need to know. Um, I will say that I could also probably do a whole episode about the uh, Malaysian and Indonesian ghost and like different type of like, yeah, basically kind of ghosty like lore stories that they have. Um, Because like I said, they're really flipping cool um, and actually quite scary. Um, One, yeah. Very scary. This was only one of like, six I want to say um yeah because I know this was pretty this is pretty scary to think about I mean until this episode Dybbuk boxes have always creeped me out the most like in a like a form of containing like a soul or a spirit so like the thought of containing it in the actual body and wrapping it up and it maybe one day getting up and walking towards you oh absolutely not i can't imagine it's yeah can you imagine if you were just chilling and you had no idea that any of this even existed and you were just you know walking down the street and you saw this thing I mean, I guess it's scary for us because it's not part of our culture and it's not like something we do here. But I guess for them, it's pretty, it's pretty normal, I guess. Yeah. And and there's a lot of like famous stories about it too that I was reading, but they're like, not, not like super old. I mean, there's some a little bit more recent, but like there's like stuff about, um, different ones. Like there was a pregnant woman who was murdered and um, they called her like the plastic pajong. I can't say it now. I'm freaking myself out. I'm sitting here thinking about it too much. <laughs> um, but like basically she, when she was pregnant, she was dying and she was like bleeding so much and they couldn't stop her bleeding. So they wrapped her in plastic first before they wrapped her in the plat in the shroud and she became a pachong because she wanted to be like get out of the plastic. Like it was it, like the soul couldn't pass through the plastic, basically. Oh wow, that's kind of sad. To think uh, yeah. About. Um, 
I'm trying to think of another one because I read like a couple of them. There was one that was like saying that they normally are like alone and by themselves and don't do a lot of um, stuff. They're you're not, like you're not going to find a lot of them um, with each other. But apparently there's some part of the country in Malaysia, I believe, um, and it's apparently supposed or supposedly inhabited by like thousands of them. And they're like all together and they're led by this, um, Pachong that used to be a shaman or something like that. And he just like leads them. Um, yeah. So that was a story about that. There is a movie about it like not like a real movie but like a um like like one of those b movies like the really bad really like, bad scary movies like uh i can't remember what we were on if we were on paramount plus or peacock the other night and we saw the Velosa pastor yes that's on amazon i believe I was on one of those, and I, I don't was, know, like, but I, was, I want to watch I almost, it. I almost talked Zach into watching it, dude. Everybody has. I've been watching people talk about it on TikTok, and people are saying it is so bad that it's funny. Like they said, it is hilarious. But I mean, like in the past, they used to make those movies just because, like, they had low budget and stuff. But now they purposely make yeah. those because it's just like so awful that we all want to watch it. This one, I remember, like, there's a part that keeps floating around on TikTok of, like, the Velocipaster being outside. And, like, there's, like, a scene where a car is supposed to blow up. But, like, apparently, like, all it just flashes across the screen. And oh it, says, insert, it says, insert um, special effects of car blowing up. Oh, my God. That's I don't know. Yeah. So, there's a movie about these Pachongs. Or pecongs. I don't know how you say it. I feel like it's really bad and I'm butchering it. And I feel like that's very disrespectful. Um, so I'm sorry if someone would say this better than me. But um, there was a movie in like the early 2000s. And then there was like a bunch of sequels. <laughs> and then there was like an origin story movie about it. So... I don't know. Yeah. I haven't watched any of them. But I feel like I won't be watching it tonight just because I'm home alone. Uh, but I would like to, I guess, look up some stuff. Probably not now. Because <laughs> I'm already freaked out from hearing Crystal talk about it. But Yeah, they're a little creepy. I think I read somewhere else too that they like like because they can like float through objects too and like because they um or teleport basically and because they like kind of float off the ground that they like to live in trees too. Oh, yeah, yeah. imagine you're walking down the street and you look at <laughs> a tree and there's just a body. So there is one video that I found, that I came across that was of somebody like um joking like they were pranking somebody and they were hiding in the tree dressed up mm -hmm. like one mm -mm. and and then when somebody would get close to them they would swing out of the tree on a rope. Dude, Immediately I was dying. No. I was dying laughing though. Mm. It was so funny. They would have got me. They would have got me. <laughs> I probably would have peed myself and then ran away. No. It was so funny. I thought it was great. I would have immediately set off my fight or flight and it would be flight. Immediately <laughs> fly. Fly away. 
<laughs> you could at least look up the images of them. Um, oh my god, no. <laughs> I think they're funny. Um, mm. because a lot of people, it looks like people like just set them out to be kind of creepy. And some of them have like decaying faces, is how they're described. And some of them are just like pale faces with like dark eyes. Um, yeah. I have to sneeze. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was coming. Um, but yeah. I mean, you can look up pictures if you are so inclined. I am not at all. No disrespect to the culture. That just <laughs> it just sounds It looks absolutely terrifying. terrifying. It is terrifying to think about because a lot like especially well, I mean, we're Americans, we don't really have a culture. Uh, but, <laughs> I didn't mean that in some type of way, but we, I mean, we really don't. Uh, I mean, basically, like, in our minds, we bury our dead, and they're just, they're dead. Yeah. So, that's creepy. <gasps> oh, my God. I just had kind of a realization of what this kind of looks like, but it doesn't, and this is also disrespectful. But do y'all remember Scary Movie 2? When I can't remember the guy, but he's in the bedroom and the tree comes from outside and rolls him up. Oh like a my god, and Crystal! <laughs> yes, that is okay. That's kind of what it kind of looks like. Just to give you a visual reference, if you haven't already Googled it, this is where we're going with the visual reference. I mean, to me, I would describe it as when you swaddle a baby, except for you're not covering the head, but and a lot, but you are and, covering the head. Yes, but the face is open. It just the it goes around the face. Hmm. It doesn't cover the face. It goes around the face. So basically, like when you wrap a little baby up like a burrito, and then you tied it tied with it cords. Yeah, tied like it. you would tie their feet together, and you would like tie their neck. Like you would put one around their neck, and you put sometimes you put ones oh, around man. their arm, and then you put like the one on the top of the head. So, do they, like, bury them? Do they dig themselves yes. up out of the ground? Is that what it is implying? Yes. They somehow wow. get out of the ground. Wow. I couldn't find the TikTok video I found of a guy, like, explaining it. Because I was going like, to try to, like, find where he got his information from. And I could never find it. So I feel like that I'd, would just be very traumatizing for the families. Can, can you imagine going to your fan love member's grave and it being empty? It's dug um, immediately. You, know, you just do like claw marks or finger marks or something. No, I'd freak out. Yeah, freak I'd be out. done. Absolutely not. Um, I will say, though, that the further you go into the research of it on Google, it gets really funny because apparently, like I said, it's so ingrained in the culture that people make fun of it. Um, and so there's like just all kinds of stuff people making fun of it and like just i don't know how to explain it but it's funny i just feel like that's people like trying to make light out of it because it terrifies them themselves probably so they're like ha 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 this can't be real let's go dress up like it so people don't think it's real <laughs> <laughs> even though they're like at home all their doors and windows locked even though these things can float through objects I feel like I will 100% always keep watching the videos of people trying to scare people dressed like it because those are funny. So, but yeah. Back to that part where they wanted to scare people into staying home. So, that's just the best thing. I, whoever, whoever came up with that, 
was a genius. Oh, my Lord. 100% a genius. But that's all I got, guys. Um, kind of a short-ish episode, so. This was good. I, li- I like when we do these because it, I don't know. It's spooky, scary, but we're also talking about other people's cultures. Yes, and I also like it because it's always a little lighthearted, and it's, like, scary but lighthearted, and I feel like it's always, like, a good break before we get in there and we do two back-to-back true crime cases that are, yeah. like, really intense. Intense and hard and sad. Yeah. And yeah. So I feel like we get, like, a two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah, because the next episode is kind of, it's sad. It is it is sad. Mm, great. It is, unfortunately. I'm going to be an emotional. We can need to come up with a happy story to tell at the end. Yeah. we Yeah, we can have some a little happy, fun time at the end. Okay. Well, that is all I got, good people. Um, I hope you have a fantastic week. That you take care of yourself. That you drink your water. Um, and you make they, sure you feed your body and you take your meds if you take meds and you yes. take a shower and you brush your hair and brush your teeth and take care of yourself so you can yes. take care of others. I'm trying to think of anything else that someone else might need to hear out there in the world. Um, you're beautiful. You're kind. You're worthy. If you anyone ever loved. tells you that you're worthy, you are so worthy. Um you may not feel loved, but you are. And tomorrow Maybe. can always be a better day. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Crystal said it all. She summed it up into one little cute message. There you go. Yeah, at the end. We always try to, like, end with some positive affirmations. Oh, I got another one. I got another one. This is a good one. Go stand in a mirror. Oh, God. Clothed or not clothed. Whatever your choice and tell yourself three things that you like about your body. And it can be anything. But three, give yourself out loud three compliments. You can say, I really like my eyes. I really like my boobs. I really <laughs> like my knees. I don't know. My first thing was boobs. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, boobies. Boobs. Boobies. I like my boobies. I like, I like boobies. Like, just boobies. Um, But just go give yourself three compliments, and I promise you, you will feel feel better better about yourself. Yeah. So, that's all I got. Um, I hope everyone has a good week, and we will see you guys next Sunday. Bye. Bye.